The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here, and it is a Wednesday getting Cowboys ready to go for the Cowboys-Patriots game coming up this week. Turning the page officially from uh, the last game. Obviously, we can still talk about whatever you want, but... Uh, I think it's time to, to to make sure that the this focus is here for the for the next game. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's coming to town. Bill Belichick and uh, the New England Patriots should be a, a, a fun game. Um, Cowboys storyline is always you know I I, I let you guys kind of talk about whatever you want. So eight 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 five five two two nine seven. The storylines uh, are you know can this team turn the, turn this around? Can they bounce back from a game like that? Um, history shows you know recent history shows that they do. The, the Cowboys are, are really good coming coming off of a loss. I, uh, I was looking this up last uh, about last season. Five losses last year. Uh, the Cowboys came back and won every single game the next week. And not only that, but they beat every team that they beat was uh, either a playoff team or had a winning record. So uh, some of the best games of the season came back from from losses. I mean, the Minnesota game, everyone remembers, they lost to Green Bay the week before. They lost to Jacksonville, and they came back and beat Philadelphia. Of course, they lost to Washington into the year and beat uh, Tampa Bay. So they, 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 they have done a pretty good job, a really good job, of bouncing back. Let's see if they can do that uh, this week. So it's going to be kind of a different show. Um, we, we'll, we'll take as many calls as we can right now. Second half of the show going to be joined by a guest. Um, so I, I made a, a, a friendly uh, wager over the weekend for my own college football team, Arkansas and LSU, and uh, did not get that win. So uh, Danny McRae will be coming in and sporting a, um, a, a some memorabilia for me to wear. It's kind of a controversy a little bit because it was supposed to be a jersey and he didn't do that. So uh, I don't know. I, I think that we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about it here in the second half of the show. He'll come in and I'll have to wear some god-awful purple, but uh, that's okay because that's what happens. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines. Let's start this thing off. Chris in Mississippi. Chris, what's up? How you doing there, Nick? I'm good, sorry Chris. I haven't, sorry I haven't called earlier this week. Kind of sick and under the weather, but I'm back. Okay. Better than ever. <laughs> and I'm just going to say this, man. I wanted to call and be positive like I was last week. But the more that I think about it, the more that I and, – and I just wish that Cowboy fans would lay the blame where it's supposed to be laid. I mean, come on now. Where's that? This is professional team, professional coaches. Y'all are getting paid a bunch of money. There is no sense. I've seen peewee teams more ready to play a game than that. The coaches cannot blame anybody but themselves. There's no way. You knew all week you didn't have Zach Martin. You had a really good choice. You know, what was it, Wednesday when Biotish went down? You had a really good idea that you may not have Biotish. And you always need to have somebody ready for the left tackle because we all know Tyron misses at least three to six games every year. So there's no choice in this. And, I mean, that was awful. And everybody wants to blame Dak for that pick and say, oh, well, you know, he rushed it. He rushed it. Uh, Hello? (laughs) If you're getting hit from behind and you don't trust your left tackle, 
you're going to rush stuff, regardless of what people say. Yeah, he may have played decent all game, but that's also on the coaches too because you had an all all pro or not all pro, but um, pro bowl tackle last year at left tackle that's playing guard. For what? I mean, this is starting to become ridiculous, and I want to be like every other Cowboy fan every now and then. I'm tired of seeing the same old stuff. And, hey, Nick, you know this as good as I do. You have the leading tackler on your in the SEC last year at linebacker on your practice squad. Who? I mean, Cyrus Wheat. Okay. He led the SEC last year as a linebacker in tackles. And if Marquise Bell and Wanya Thomas and stuff like that are not big enough to take on linemen and get run over every game, why don't you try something different? Um, Put and, somebody out there with some beef. I mean, come probably, on now. And they probably will. I mean, they they have to do it. Thanks for the call, Chris. And, and obviously, uh, and loyalty or Mississippi ties, and, and I don't I don't fault you for that at all. Um, I, I don't I don't know if the coaches' staff is blaming anybody else. I think the coaches blame them themselves. Um, you know, I mean, the only coach that really talks about it, I mean, the coordinators and and uh, and of course Mike McCarthy, and, and they they took ownership for it. Um, you know. I, I disagree with some of that a, a little bit. Um, you know, some of that stuff happened later in the week, Thursday, Friday. I, I think I think on Friday there was a there was a pretty good sense that that they were going to have all of their linemen. So um, I don't know if you if you can say all week long that they they thought this, but still you you got to be prepared for it, especially like you said, Tyron Smith. You got to be prepared for that. I don't know if they have a, a, a good enough plan there, um, knowing that 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 could happen at at any moment, um, but. But I was disappointed with the way the whole team just kind of failed to rally. You know, you, you, it is supposed to be next man up, and it's not just the guys that get hurt. It's that you know, you 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 carry everyone has supposed to to rise to the occasion, and they they didn't. I th- I think that they they all figured they could go win win that game. I mean, they could just whatever the circumstance was, they would go and they would win, and uh, it, it definitely didn't happen. Uh, I thought Dak played. Okay, I mean the interception is just easy for for the the, the haters to kind of say, well, he, here we go again. Uh, I don't, you know, he they they were trying to rush to get back in the game. Um, you know, they had to get a touchdown there. Was not a good decision. Everyone knows it. He knows it. So, but I, I don't I don't look back and go, well, they lost the game because of Dak. That's ridiculous. Um, all right, another call, Darian from Houston. Darian, what's up? Yo, Nick, how's it going, man? Uh, Good. How are you doing? Man, appreciate you doing uh, the good work there, uh, backing my boy Dak, man. I think this team's going to be fine. I think they got caught uh, looking past uh, the Cardinals a little bit, like we all did, really. Right. Um, two, two quick questions. Lyle Collins was released about like two weeks ago. He was going to start the season on Pup, but he's uh, free to sign anywhere pending a physical. Would you bring him back as maybe a swing tackle or a backup guard? Um, if he clears, you know, I think these injuries injuries are probably going to be a thing this year. I think they need a guy with some experience mm-hmm. and uh, uh, position flex. Um, and then secondly, how concerned are you going into this weekend with the Patriots having Zeke and now Will Greer uh, kind of getting them to, to, to tip off what kind of things we're doing offensively with uh, hand signals and maybe audibles and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- thanks for the call. Good, good stuff. The, the, the Lyell situation, um, you know, I think you always 
you know, kick the tires on on anybody really um, that that's played in the league before and see if they still have some left. I mean, there's a reason why he was released, obviously, reason why he hasn't been signed yet. Um, but but that but I think you know I'm sure the Cowboys have done um, their homework on this and 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 you know have have discussed it. I mean, I think you have to you have to discuss all options. Um, you know, I think. I would look into it, but then again, I don't know some of the situations that he's been dealing with, and I don't really know all the backstory of kind of what happened. I don't think he left in a, in a, with a situation that he would never return. I, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I know a little bit of animosity here and there, but usually that that's what happens anytime you you, you part ways. Um, you know, I think, and he was excited about it, fresh start and all that. I don't, I just don't know where he is uh, physically. Uh, or mentally, for for that matter, but I, I would imagine the Cowboys have at least looked into it, just like they look at all free agents that are out there, especially ones that have played at a high level before. Uh, the Patriots um, coming in, I mean, the the Will Greer stuff. I, I never put a lot of stock in in, in all of that. Um, you know, I I think that yeah, he's he's been here and he's and he's known and knows the team, but I don't I don't think he's gonna I don't think he he would. He could tip off a whole lot of stuff like that. I mean, it, it, if so, shame on the Cowboys if, if, if they let that happen. Um, you know, I mean, you, you you mix things up all the time. I just don't think that, that Will Greer being here affects that much. I do think Zeke, though, he ran the ball well last week. You know he's going to be running as hard as he possibly can. Uh, they're going to get him some some opportunities, and and you know they they run the ball well with Stevenson and and him. Like they already run the ball well. They ran it well against the the, the Jets. So I think that you know this is something to watch uh, for sure. This is going to be a big key in the game uh, is what happens there in the run. Um, let's go to some text line questions here. Uh, this is uh, Raquel from Walnut Creek, California. I love and I miss Zeke. What uh, Dallas Cowboy player did you love and was bummed that the Cowboys traded? Um, remember Zeke wasn't traded, but but I know what you're, what you're saying. Uh, what former Cowboy player do you love and wish that they wouldn't have traded? Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't love the trade for Amari Cooper. Uh, I didn't, I didn't love that. Uh, but that's not really kind of what you're asking. Um, you know, I, I was a huge Deion Sanders fan, and my first year covering the team, Deion was there. But that, I, I hated that they they released him uh, for you know it was I was it was early in my you know writing career and uh, covering this team, and I didn't always understand the salary cap and that kind of stuff. I didn't I didn't love the fact, especially that he went to Washington. But uh, you know he was kind of on the on the tail end of his career. But yeah, Dion was one that I that was one where you didn't really understand that one. Um, but uh, let's okay, let's go to the callers. Uh, Travis in San Antonio. Travis, what's up? Hey Nick, happy Wednesday to you. How, how you doing? You too. I'm doing good. Thanks, Travis. Uh, I just wanted to say I'm going to go kind of uh, not uh, so much this week, just kind of more big picture thing. I've been doing to do this for like three weeks, but haven't said it. And like for for all the Cowboys fans out there that watch like national media and all these personalities, I've pretty much and this is me personally. I just I'm like shut down that. I just watch your show. I watch the break. I watch talking. You know, Bosch Lombardi, Jeff Kavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, 105. If you're a Cowboys fan, just watch that stuff the personalities on national media are so a large part of not all of them are so uninformed with what's going on in the, in the building that i just well if you want to if you want to get actual information then these are the places you need to watch well and, I, uh, the way i look at that though kevin i mean like like those, those guys that you're talking about i mean the Stephen a is, is that what you're saying like the, the those type of guys yeah um, Stephen it's, a, it's colin cowherd those to me 
that you know, and, and Stephen A. Um, specifically, like I, I put him in the same category as like The Rock or Triple yeah. H. Seriously, I mean, just entertainment. It, it's not. It, it's it's scripted. I mean, I, 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 you know, it's it's all for for shock value. I don't think he believes half the stuff he says, but he's just trying to draw people offside, you know. And that other show in Fox that they got the wannabes that are trying to do the same thing. Um, you know, now when they had David Hellman on there, it was yeah. a better show. I, and they right. and they need that a little bit. But but yeah, I I agree. I hear what you're saying. I mean, that, to me that that stuff's fake. I, I really yeah. believe that that stuff's fake. And and I only say that just because, like I said, I think because you know it's a we're a polarizing team. So like, but so many people get so upset when they hear stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm saying. It's just easy to just, just dismiss it. It's just not they're not informed. But uh, I also wanted to say from your stuff yesterday. If I had to wear a Patriots jersey, um, I'll go with Vince Wilfork. Yeah. And I just bought my first cow. I'm not a big jersey guy, but I did buy uh, a Larry Allen jersey. Larry Allen. So you clearly like the guys in the trenches. Like you, you respect the big linemen uh, on both sides of the ball. That's kind of you. Seems like you, your thing. Oh yeah. All and, right. Uh, have a great week. You too. Thank you, Travis. Appreciate that. Uh, Let's go to Kevin in New Jersey. Let's go back to the phone line here. Kevin in New Jersey, still with us? Hey, Nick. How hey, are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Love the show. Long-time fan of yours. Um, Thank you. The The thoughts I have about this upcoming game are um, concern with uh, Bill Belichick. I really believe rosters across the NFL are, are somewhat even. Um, but my opinion is the, the schemes that are put into play for each week play a huge part in the outcome. So I'm looking ahead and I see Belichick and I know what he's going to do is focus on taking Parsons out of the game. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on uh, concerns with the upcoming week. I mean, I feel like we have a great roster. I feel like we've got a great defensive coordinator, but a little concerned Belichick's yeah. going to outscheme us this coming week. You know, fair. Your thoughts. That, that, appreciate the call. I mean, you can definitely. Um... You know, you you can definitely talk about that, and 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 that that would be fair because go back and look at, at what happened with with Parsons the first time that, that they played. Uh, he was you know he was early in his rookie year, and I think that was the, probably the least production that he had in any game uh, that whole year. He didn't have uh, a sack. He didn't have a, a quarterback uh, hit. Um, and so they, they did a pretty good job of taking him uh, out of that game. Now, the Cowboys did win in, in overtime. But, you know, and, and he said yesterday or earlier this week, I think he said on, on a radio show up there in, in New England that, that he's, a, he's a lot like Lawrence Taylor and that you have to locate him first and then he can do everything well. And so it was a really nice quote. I think we, we put a story on the, on the uh, website, DallasCowboys.com, about that, um, you know, just, just that the quote that Belichick said. So – yeah, he's going to definitely, you know, try to take him out of the game. Uh, easier said than done, but but if there's somebody that can do that, it would be it would be him. But you know, that's why you have all this depth. That's why you have the the the, the guys like Dorrance Armstrong and Sam Williams and Fowler and Tank. Of course, Tank's playing really well. I, I, I you know he's played he's had some really really good uh, moments here early in the season. So you know it's easier said than done. And I, I would imagine Dan Quinn's going to have to do some some different wrinkles as well uh, with him. But yeah, that, that's going to be something to to watch all week we got some text message questions that i want to get to here jason from pennsylvania says do other teams have dramatic ups and downs from game to game um i would imagine i mean i, I you know i don't 
you don't follow these other teams, but yeah, just look at their records. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are in, in between the eight and nine, nine and eight, you know, seven and ten, ten and seven. You can't do that without going up, down, up, down. That, that's that's the nature of the NFL is to make everybody equal. And when that happens, yeah, you, you, you play well one week, you play well the next. I don't know if it's just as dramatic because I don't think the Cowboys, you know, I don't think other teams are viewed the same way nationally. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think that and that's just the way it is. And I think a lot of fan bases are that way, you know, where, I mean, McCarthy was, you know, they they were getting all kinds of praise two weeks ago, and now that you know he wasn't prepared, wasn't prepared for the game, and then you know same with Dak. So uh, it, it happens. That's that's the way it is. I would imagine it's the same with with a lot of teams. All right, Michael in Bowling Green, Kentucky, fan since 1980. Any chance they would bring Trey Lance in for goal line, or need one yard on fourth and inches? I don't think we're there for that yet. Um, and and you know that would that would kind of make they'd have to make some changes on how they they structure the game day roster if that was the case Cooper Rush would have to be the third quarterback I don't think they're they're I don't think that's going to be a, a thing right now I think I think the idea with Trey Lance is to just kind of keep him developing this year learning the system being a good scout team quarterback things like that I don't I don't see the the packages for him uh, right now all right uh, let's back to the phone lines Joe and Stanford Joe what's up. Hey, morning, sir. So, a um, couple things. First, you're, you're our first caller of the day, the gentleman from Mississippi, is talking about the line. It, what I saw was we moved the ball pretty dang well, honestly, up and down the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ran it decently, actually pretty well. We just when we got to the red zone, we we just didn't execute again. So I'm not so sure I would blame it even on having all those backup linemen in there. Um, as far as uh, looking forward uh, and, and sort of looking at, at, at Micah, I, I don't get why we are having the same issues that we had last year. I, I feel like that the things that they're doing to Micah to, to, to neutralize him are the same things that, that he was getting done to him last year. And I feel like maybe we need to, to figure out why – that's happening. What what or what are we not doing to to make sure that, that doesn't happen in the future? Well, he's getting, he, Joe. He's I'm getting sorry. he's getting double teamed. I mean, like like that. He's getting double teamed since his, his rookie year. I mean, like what? I explain that a little bit more. What, what, when you say why this is well, keep, keeps happening, I mean, he's got four well, sacks in, in three games. I think he's he's making a huge difference in the game. What, well, what there more? were several there were several plays, or at least two or three that I remember, and happened a lot last year, where he's running free mm-hmm. and missing this running quarterback, letting the guy just run right past him. Yeah, it happened. It so that's that's specifically what I'm talking about. Yeah, and if who, Michael Parsons is running free, he needs to be making a play. Who are we putting that on? I mean. Well, to me, I don't know. That's on Micah. That's on know. Micah Parsons. I don't know who we're putting that that, on. That's on Micah Parsons. That to me, that's Micah Parsons has got to be better at doing that. Like, like, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just. Okay. Uh, yeah. We need to help him be better. I don't know what we need to do, but he's good enough to make the plays. He needs to be making those plays. A hundred percent. And that's that's you know, and Joe, I, I appreciate it. And I, and that's one thing that it's kind of it's kind of frustrated me a little bit is that you know that, that Dak is getting all this the, this heat for throwing a a you know pretty much a desperation type 
fourth quarter interception when 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 a guy that's been touted as MVP wants to be you know he even said it himself you know like why why don't defensive guys get put in MVP so so he's putting that on himself as well and I think I think this whole team they're so fascinated with getting sacks all the time they got to get sacks 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 where you know you're, you're missing some plays you're missing uh, routine runs so you've got to be disciplined I mean the I'll uh, go back and think of a guy, Dwight Freeney, back in the day with the Colts. Man, love to get sacks, but they, they, they could run the ball right past them sometimes. And so you, you've got to be disciplined to, to not only stay in your lane, but, but you've got to make the play uh, first. If it's a sack, great, but if not, you've got to have containment, and that doesn't always happen. All right, um, Bruce in Houston. Bruce, what's up? Hey, Nick. Good, good show. Thanks for the, the call. That kind of leads into what I was thinking about on the RPO because Micah missed that first 40-plus yard run that, that Dobbs took off on him. Right. To me, I would whoever's on the outside, whether it's Micah or Lawrence or whoever, they've got to, in my opinion, on a running quarterback like that, hit him, whether he's got the ball or not. He's, he's like a running back then. You're not going to get penalized if I'm, if I'm, if I'm correct right. on tackling him. Not, don't pile drive him because yeah. you're going to get – flag for that but you can hit you him. do that about four or five times right. and that quarterback gonna tell that offensive coordinator hey let, let's let the running back uh do that right. but that's how like you said earlier you've got to maintain your lanes i just think we're going to find out about our cowboys uh this this sunday because you're you're not as good as they say you are you're not as bad as they say you are but until you get punched in the mouth then you're going to find out who they are i think they were we all had them. Hey, it's going to be four and zero, San Francisco, and we forgot to think about the Cardinals or the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots can run the ball. You know, Elliott's going to be trying to mm-hmm. just smash mouth everybody. So I'd like to see him go eight in the box and make Jones beat him over the top. But great show. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I think you have to do that. I think you have to be like that uh, with, with you know, the, the way the Patriots are probably going to run the ball. Uh, you have to be closer to the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to have to maybe figure out ways to have a little bit more beef uh, back there. Uh, and, and let's be clear, too. This isn't just about Marquise Bell now. Marquise Bell and, and, and J. Ron Curse. It's not just about them. Like, you've also, the linebackers, Damone Clark, Leighton Vanderesh, they've got to get off some blocks as well. So it's not just about them all the time. Um, real quick, we're going to take another call. Steve in New York. Hey, Nick. Great show, man. Thanks, Steve. Uh, just uh, quick, I had spoken to you before the uh, season started about where uh, the Cowboys were going to get that uh, those short yardage plays and whatnot, red zone too. And I'm just, you know, this is just my opinion. You know, we're trying to replace – uh, two guys that were real red zone targets last year. I mean, Zeke's 12 touchdowns were all red zone last year. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure Dalton Schultz were too, and I know nobody probably wants to hear it, but do you think uh, it's going to take time to acclimate uh, Dak Prescott to, to find guys to uh, replace their production? Because those, those guys were big in the red zone. And, yeah. I, and I'm not making excuses here. No, but, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, you know, that, there, yeah, twelve touchdowns just doesn't just happen overnight. I mean, that's that's no. significant. So um, you're right; they haven't figured the, this this part out yet. They they really haven't uh, figured out the, how they want to do it um, and how they how you know they're, they're going to be able to to utilize that. I know that you know Ronald Jones was the kind of quick fix thing that never obviously didn't pan out. But what what do you think uh, the chances of them uh, going out and maybe getting? I'm not going to say a four net, but somebody. Uh, 
bring somebody in. I really don't see that. Thanks for the call, um, yep. I, Steve. I don't really see that. I, I think that they they're they're good with the running back situation now. The one thing I could I could see happening a little bit more is Hunter Lipke getting getting more involved. I mean, like he's everything that they've given him, he's done well. Um, I could see him continuing to to get a little bit more reps. Maybe maybe some in the red zone. Um, you know, but but you know, but to do that, he he, he probably to be more effective, he probably is going to have to be the uh the tailback um not so much the fullback but there's different ways that they can do it then and they they have to figure it out i mean there's no doubt about it you can't just keep keep kicking field goals all the time especially when you go up against better offenses all right we're gonna take a break when we come back i'm gonna change some clothes we're gonna have a, a guest in here uh cowboys storyline will be right back Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home-gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back to Cowboys Storylines. Gross, basically. That's all I could really say. Not Shannon Gross, but just gross. All right, back to Storyline. Got Danny McRae, proud LSU alum, former Dallas Cowboy. He's also on Players Lounge every day. Survivor uh, finalist. You look good, man. White. You look good. Why are you staring at you me like that? You said, I'm, I'm the proud LSU alumni, or are you oh, the proud gross. LSU All right, so alumni. we made a friendly <laughs> deal. jersey deal. Deal. Jersey deal. And uh, this guy couldn't, couldn't get a jersey, <laughs> so he gets this nasty purple color. This is LSU versus Arkansas. There's a lot of story behind this whole thing. Uh, I, I We talked all week. I basically said I thought that Arkansas was going to win the game, um, even though they were what eighteen point underdogs. I, I knew the way they would play; uh, they would play spin well. It. Oh. 
I knew they would play well, and I thought they were they were going to win the game. Mm-hmm. And you look at the game; they lost thirty four thirty one at the buzzer. LSU won. Good for them. Big suey. Good, good for Danny. Uh, but it was a jersey bet. You were supposed to wear a jersey. You know, I mean, like, I mean, I you know, if y'all I've got my jersey, hey, I've got my jersey to wear. So uh, you want to wear this? I mean, look, we didn't we didn't beat like a really good team, so it's more like a t shirt win versus okay. a, a jersey win. Okay. okay, it was like Alabama or somebody. Anyways, like, nobody you. cares. Everyone, okay. everyone, you know, you. There's some Tigers that too. listen to your show. Okay, cool. All right, good for them. Uh, <laughs> Go Tigers! We're gonna. <laughs> we might end early here now. So uh, I absolutely hate this color. Um, I should just wear a Barney color outfit. Color royalty. Anyways, all right. So I I lost. Arkansas lost the game. Danny they won. LSU got the win. Yeah. Good for y'all. Um, anyways, Cowboys. Cowboys Cardinals. Yeah. You're you're on a show, Players Lounge. What what's the what's the sentiment like? I mean, what's going on here with, with in your mind with, with the with the Cowboys and how they lost that game and you know, is the sky falling, all that stuff? Uh I don't think the, the sky is falling. I think um you know, I, I was very high on Big Mike this year, Mike McCarthy calling plays and, and him saying that, hey, I'm going to make sure I play to my defense. And I think the first two games you saw us get out into the red zone. And instead of worrying about what everybody else said about how our red zone, uh, how we were performing in the red zone, we kicked the field goals. Mm-hmm. We got out of there. And I'm watching the game and I'm like, OK, Big Mike is going to kick this field goal no matter what's happening to us on defense. And he's going to trust that we're going to be able to make a play. And he goes for it on fourth. Yeah. And at that moment, I was like. This ain't the same as the first two games. Why do you think you think it was a lack of trust, or do you think it's just the, the feel in the game? I, I think it was. I think as you go into the first two games and you don't perform very well in the in the red zone. Well, when you compare it to how many touchdowns versus how many field goals you're scoring, but for me, it's you're ending the drive with a kick, you're getting points, and you're letting your defense go out there and do what they do. Right. Um, previous two games we had kicked a lot of field goals we weren't scoring touchdowns in the red zone and what were people saying once you got out of those games man we turn those into touchdowns like that's going to be that much better for us as we go through the right, season right and we didn't do it so i think when we got into the red zone this game it's like you know what i got to score a touchdown in the red zone yeah and we went for it on fourth down and it changed the whole dynamic of how we had been playing that first two weeks and, and it wasn't just the fact that you didn't score but you let them get what 35 yards out of it i mean there's one thing if you can just go three and out and they punt you're probably going to be back down there again but they got a big yeah. big play out of it and 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 it, it, you're right it kind of changed the whole momentum it was kind of like all right the cardinals were like we can take their best well, shot well here. how many times we throw the ball Right. It, it changed the, the way we played the entire game. And right. I know, like, they were driving the ball on, on, uh, on us on defense, but that's first half. Second half, we came out and we played we played better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we had an opportunity to say, all right, listen, we got a whole second half. We're going to get these three points, and we're going to stick to the plan that we've been doing for the first two games. And I think it changed for some reason uh, when we went for it on fourth down. And I think – it was it was just different. It was just different. So I don't think the sky is falling. I think we'll get back to what we were doing because we saw that it didn't work. Um, and I think we'll be okay. It won't be as easy as I thought it was going to be, though. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the same <laughs> with a lot of fans right now. All right, so this is the first time you've been on uh, this show. Uh, we take a lot of callers on here. We got a couple that are on the line right now. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the phone line here. Sebastian is in Savannah, Georgia. Sebastian, what's up, bud? I'm doing great. How you guys doing today? I'm good. You're on with Danny McCray. Mr. McCray, I see you out here doing your thing on uh, Survivor, man. I love it. I love it. Hey, first off, I didn't know you were going to be in a show, so I'm, I'm geeking out a little bit. So, I love the Players' Lounge as well. I watch all the shows. 
for it be called the Players Lounge, I have not seen one other show that tears the players up as much as you guys. It's a laugh <laughs> riot every single day. My question is that, what exactly do you think is the issue that's going on with Dak? Because right now he's sitting at, in my mind, if we're being honest, the number two quarterback in the NFC East. He's not running and tucking the ball and running when he can tuck the ball and run. It seems like he's a little indecisive. Is it just the offensive line, or is there something more, maybe like some remnants of thinking from like, hey, back when I got injured from running and stuff like that, that's stopping him from being the Dak that we know he can be? I'll hang up and listen. You know what? I, I, Thanks, I, I actually think that Dak has been running more at the beginning of this season than he has the previous two seasons. That is, um, I think fair. he's getting more comfortable running the ball. Do, do I wish he does it? Uh, would do it more in the red zone? Yes, I, I I do. I wish he would. I think what we're the issue that we're having with Dak now is one, um, we came out the first two games and we were throwing a lot of short passes, a lot of get them out quick. The Dallas Coast offense, mm-hmm. hey, three yards, get the ball in their hands, and I think now you're going to see a lot of teams sitting on those routes. Same way that they sit on those routes when you get into the red zone. And it's taking those spaces away from him. So he has to be able to open up the defense by completing some of those deep routes. And when I say completing them, I don't mean back shoulder fade, we go out of bounds, and then we then we come back to run the next play. I mean Tyreek Hill type. Yeah. Hey, run underneath the ball, get you a 60-yard pass, and then make the defense respect the fact that you can make that throw, and they'll have to play a little deeper, and they'll and that'll spread them out and, a little bit. But we haven't been completing those type of passes. And honestly, and, and you know as a, as a safety, I mean, like you don't always even have to complete it to, to send a message. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you throw a deep ball to, to a, a guy, and even if it's incomplete, at least, at least they know that, all right, we're, we're going to play like if, this. If I'm playing deep middle safety, and I and I gotta get on the gas and go hundred percent because I feel like I'm behind or this dude might catch this sixty yard pass. The next play, I'm gonna make sure that I'm probably five yards deeper, right? If it's <laughs> third, whatever it is, I'm gonna make sure I'm a little deeper. And that is going to spread out the entire defense. Because now the corners are gonna feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And that makes the linebackers have to get a little bit deeper in their drops because there's a little bit more space. And if they don't, that opens it up for you. And I think we he, we're taking those shots, but if we don't complete them, or or that threat of like, hey, C.D. Lamb's about to catch a sixty-yard bomb on us. We got Brandon Cooks back there, right. Michael Gallup. We don't start completing those passes, you're gonna see a lot of people sitting on our sitting on these routes. All right, all right. Let's go uh, to David in Fort Worth. David's our next caller. David, what's up? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What's how up, David? You? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, um, I, real quick, Mr. McCray, Danny. I didn't know you're gonna be on, man. I want to let you know I didn't watch an episode of Survivor my entire life. But when I heard you were going to be on it, man, my wife and I were on it every single – every was it Wednesday, I think it was? Wednesday. We watched it every single Wednesday. And, bro, that chick should not have won, man. She was already <laughs> voted out. She should have never came back. That was – I was all upset. But your, your Go Cowboys at the end, that was iconic, bro. It was iconic. But I wanted to ask a real quick question about Zeke, man. Zeke's returning. Um, I had the same little feeling whenever Dez was going to have an opportunity to come back and play when he was with the Ravens, and unfortunately he couldn't. And I, I never want any player to come back and beat the Cowboys because I'm a Cowboys fan through and through. But I want him to have a little bit of success because, like, I like the Whoa. guy. You know I mean? So I, I know, I, I know, and I wanted to get your perspective as a player. Like, I, I want Zeke to come to come back. I wanted Dez to come back and play well because I still believed in them. Does that make me a bad fan? I'll hang up and listen, man, honestly. It doesn't make you a bad fan because as you're rooting for a team, you deal, you do feel a personal connection right. to certain players. So you wanting him to do well doesn't make you any less of a fan for the Cowboys because the, the truth is he might. 
All right, but we don't want him to win. We don't want him to win. I don't. There's nothing against you for wanting Zeke to do well because honestly, as a former player, I want everybody to do well. But at the end of the day, I want my team to win. So don't feel bad about it. Zeke got 18 carries last week for 80 yards, yeah. so he's gonna get some reps. So we're gonna get tested again like we did this week in the run, and we'll see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly not a bad fan. I mean, uh, Dave, David's one of the the callers that calls almost every day, uh, and so. Uh, certainly certainly not and, and I, I think it makes you a human I mean that more than anything I mean that that's the good thing about this situation with with Zeke is that you know his career was a lot of ups and downs and, and for, for the most part but he like he can leave he left the Cowboys on good terms mm-hmm. and I think I think you know their Cowboys are going to do something uh for him you'll see you know in the stadium they'll they'll, they'll have something for him and and I'm sure he you know he said all the right things so this is going to be a good homecoming uh now at the end of the day he's definitely going to want <laughs> oh yeah he he's going to want to win this game but uh but yeah it's you know it, it, everything is so far is is on good terms well, well listen they need to do something for him because this the last play that he had here we want to see we want to see something different from Zeke's return to AT&T Stadium because he gave us the kettle the the uh the red kettle jumps all the positive stuff and just for me to remember that that's how he went out for the last play of his Dallas Cowboys So you, you don't career. think they're going to be like former Cowboys center <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what they're not showing. They're not showing that play on no, the video board. No, God, no. Uh, and, and, and appreciate you for watching Survivor. Tell the wife I said hello. Great experience. Yeah, actually, the season starts tonight. So watch season 45 tonight. Okay, but that's not the only thing you're on. I mean, oh, in the challenge. Yeah, what's, yeah. yeah. What's that's, what's the latest with the challenge? The challenge comes on on Thursdays now. It's USA season two is going on, and it's a very good season. They brought some of the vet, uh, the old MTV vets in to shake things up a little bit, and it's actually been a, a very exciting like, season. Like like. Uh, uh, bananas. Bananas is there. C-T. Wes was there. CT is not there, um, wow. but he is making his return. He is making his return. So, how many it. things have you been on? You've been on Survivor. I did Survivor, and I did two seasons of the Challenge. Two I did the Challenge the USA challenge. One and the Challenge uh, World Championship. Is that come out yet on TV? It, yes, it's over. I got second. You got second. I got second place because wow. my partner couldn't ride a bike. Oh, but yeah, you know, well, that was well, that was a big reason she couldn't ride a bike. I don't want to, you know, I'm not. I'm not a finger pointer, except uh, she couldn't. It's already too late. Couldn't it's already too late. You basically just said she, she didn't have the same skills that most, like, you know, third grade. Yeah, 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 you know, right, right That's about. Cool. That's cool. All right. Miguel in Pearsall, Texas. Miguel, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. good. How you doing? Hey, good morning, man. I got a question, bro. So we picked up Brandon Cooks. He's had several thousand-yard rushing seasons throughout his career. I feel like is with him, we're underutilizing him with too many under routes and not giving him the opportunity to get the separation and take off the top of the defense like we were supposed to take off. You know, like this past couple of games, yeah, he's had a couple of catches. You know, he's picking up good first downs and moving the ball like we need to. But I just feel like whenever you get a player like that that you know that can take off the top of the defense and you're just not putting them on top of the defense. You know, like... I just don't understand. Like, you got uh, C.D. Lamb, which has been amazing, basically catching everything that's been getting thrown his way. You know, Michael Gallup, which is the sideline boss, that you need a freaking first down, you throw it to the sideline, he's going to toe-tap it in. And Brandon Cooks, you know, he's just – I feel like if the way that things are going, that it's just going to be one of those seasons if he don't meet – he's not going to meet that 1,000-yard mark. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for the call, uh, Miguel. I – 
I mean, I'll get your thoughts on this, Danny. I just think it's it's early. He's played two games. One game was in the rain. They're not going to throw the ball deep around. They didn't have to. The game was over before basically started. And then last week, you know, coming off the knee injury, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he, he moved the ball uh, down the field with him as much. But I, I think we're still pretty early in this whole process with Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I, I think the same. It would be unfortunate if, like, this is the team that he comes to and he's not able to crack that 1,000 yards. Yeah. I think it would be telling, you know, in yeah. my opinion. But it is early. He missed the game. Uh, this is a new team, a new system, new quarterback. I think he still needs some more games to, to get on the same page with Dak. And I think that's honestly – Back with his, a lot of his receivers as far as throwing the deep ball. I don't want to see Brandon Cooks just get out here and just run straight deep shots. I think he is he is a factor in the middle of the field as well. And we saw it on that third down uh, catch that that he he knows how to run the routes and get in those zones. Um, so I still want to see him do that. But I think our offense as a whole needs to find a way to make those connections on the deep balls. And I think it'll come with time. You know, are you talking about the one where him and Turpin basically ran the same route? <laughs> like, like as weird as that looks, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, that works, right? <laughs> that time. <laughs> it worked that time. It worked that time. If um, you got your speedy guy, Turpin, in, in front, and I was going to ask you about Turpin, too. Do, do you feel like they don't? use him as much here i mean he he's a guy that they they could you know take the top off yeah listen i think um honestly i think they're using him more than i expected them to use him yeah. uh, i didn't expect them to have this much to get them this much time because you have brandon cooks michael gallup and cd lamb uh you're looking at ferguson and hendershot you already got a lot of people who you're trying to get the ball to and i think he played running back in week one he's been getting jet sweeps he's been catching balls out of the backfield i mean uh at, at the receiver position so i think he's actually getting a lot more attention than he had been getting previously so not surprised but we got enough weapons. We need to uh, we need to maximize the weapons that we have with Cooks, uh, Michael Gallup, and Ceedee Lamb because I think you know we're we're at the upper echelon of the league with talent at the wide receiver position. All right, we're getting get two more calls in before I think we can wrap this thing up. Irwin in Denver. Irwin, what's up? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning. Hey, this is a question for Danny. Well, first off, uh, I really enjoyed watching him on Survivor. Watch it every year. I thought it was awesome watching that. Uh, the question that I have for Danny McRae is, what does he think about our linebacker? And, uh, I mean, obviously we're missing Overstone, I believe. But honestly, what do you think about what's going on with uh, our linebacker? Thanks, guys. Uh, listen, I, I think our linebacker core had a rough game. Um, I think uh, Arizona came out with with a scheme uh, that that really confused our linebackers a little bit. They they pulled a lot of uh, linemen from one side to the other, a little bit of misdirection. And I think when you're a step late at the linebacker position against a team that's pulling guys and then blocking you with receivers and their offensive linemen are athletic, I think that that really plays against you, right? So you would see Damone Clark in a situation to where he was a step behind and all of a sudden the offensive lineman was right on his shoulder and he was getting sealed off. Yeah. That happened a few times. And I just think that was a bad game. Um, Dan Quinn, he has proven that he's going to go back to the to the lab and he's going to get these guys right. And that's probably all they're going to be practicing on this week because you know Bill Belichick is going to come yeah. in here and say, hey, what did Arizona do to beat these guys? Oh, they pulled linemen? You're going to see linemen getting pulled from the sideline. Uh, like all, <laughs> all game, my bad. My, uh, but you're going to see them getting pulled from the, from the sideline until the Cowboys show that they can stop it. I think what Damone Clark needs is this shirt. I mean, I might just give him this shirt. <laughs> he, needs his old, he needs his old stuff back. He needs his shirt back. All right, last caller of the show, Al in Merkel, Texas. Al, what's up? 
Hey, Dick, how you doing, man? I just want to say once again, I love this show. Thank you. It's the highlight of my morning. Um, <laughs> Me too. I call in a lot, and yeah, but, yeah. Uh, sometimes negative, but I want to get something positive with all this negative crap going on. Yeah, you always ask about our favorite cowboy moments. I'm going to date myself right here. My favorite cowboy moment, I was nine years old, and we beat the Denver Crush, or the Orange Crush, in the Super Bowl. And I'm just wondering if you and Danny can tell me your favorite memories of being Cowboy fans. And I'll shut up and get off the air. Thank you so much for taking my call, Nick. I appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, Al. I appreciate that. Um, Favorite moments as as a fan... Uh, I mean, it's kind of weird for you, right? Yeah. I mean, because you were a player, so I mean, how about how about we go there? I mean, favorite moment as a, as a player, man. You know that that's that's tough because for me, it's like more of a personal moment of the fact that like undrafted free agent came in from LSU, uh, got a tryout for five thousand dollars, and I thought that was a lot, and I went spend, and then all of a sudden, Jody's like, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure you make this team. You just have Can to I- perform, and then I make the team." So for me, cowboy moment is, hey. I'm here as an undrafted free agent, make the team as a special teams guy, and then I get the starting job and I run out through that tunnel yeah. for the first time, and that was probably the most exciting thing that I've been a part of because running out as a special teams guy with the entire team versus getting announced yeah. on the big board with your family taking pictures of it is totally different. So for me, personal, but that's that, my that's, biggest Cowboys that's moment. That's perfect. I mean, can I tell a story on you? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're already you're already embarrassing me, so I mean, Uh-oh. no, no, it's not it's not that bad because I mean I, I wouldn't expect anything different but like i remember interviewing you you made the team you're wearing number 40 you're an undrafted player from an sec school playing special teams at number 40 and i was like you know then i mean it's a pretty big deal you get to wear number 40 you know a special teams guy you know, here at the cowboys and he, and he was like i don't know what you're talking about i was like number 40 you know like bill bates don't know no what idea. You're talking about. i was like oh okay all right well you know course not but now but, but i learned you learned but yeah. i learned i learned and now i know bill Bates is great very hard shoes to feel yeah. didn't quite do it but it was an honor to wear the 40 and then have people say hey man you're a special teams player that reminds me of a bill Bates type guy i think only three players in cowboys history have led the team in tackles on special teams back-to-back years bill bates you and cj and now cj cj goodwin has done that it's pretty pretty good uh company there for me you know for me best moments was probably just just like you know, when as a fan, just watching them, you know, go to the Super Bowl, you know, and, and stuff like that, you know, getting getting back to those days. You know, I was in high school, but I mean, I, I just remember when they 1991, I, they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. But when they beat the Eagles to actually, you know, they beat the Eagles up in Philadelphia, punt return touchdown by Kelvin Martin. But that was like they're back, you know, because as a fan, when you when you f- go through the the one and fifteen, the three and thirteen seasons, and all that, and you finally get back to that as a fan. Like that's what it's about. And so I just, I just remember kind of feeling the, those moments. And I know that's what these fans are waiting for as well. That's why you go through it. That's why you you go through this so you can have moments like that. So is that why it hurts so bad to watch us play like that against the Cardinals? Because you know most fans who are watching were saying, "Oh man, yeah. I'm scared to say it, but this looks like." Yeah, and then all of a sudden you play the Cardinals. You like, oh wait, hold on, wait. I remember right. these last twenty. Was it twenty six, twenty seven? Sure. I, like oh, I remember yeah. it, and yeah. I remember this is the same. Like that's well because because you 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 try so hard to think this is going to be different. This is going to yeah. be different. But it's like, well, this is the same old stuff. But think about it. If this is the same stuff as it's been, this is a twelve and five football team that's getting to the getting to the playoffs and have it has a chance to win. I mean, that's 
Oh, yeah, okay. That, this, if it's the same old stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like yeah. I think everyone was just looking ahead, looking and thinking, oh, well, you know, well, how they can do it against the Niners, how they can right. do it against the Eagles. And, you know, you got it. Reality check. So. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you better buckle up this week. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna end this show, and I'm gonna take this off really quick. Uh, but no, I appreciate you, you coming by. Nah, I'm good. You can have it back. Uh, I don't know why you took the tags off. You can take it back. All right. Danny McRae joins the, the the show. Appreciate that. And for Chris Beam as well. I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow. I'll be wearing regular clothes tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. See you then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?